I'm Megan. I'm Christy. And I'm Auntie B. And we are Homebrew Murder Crew. Back together. And I actually went in order this time from like Oh, left shit. to right yeah oh, it's almost like we have our shit together for, like, for once yeah <laughs> well i don't Let's know not go that far we mm. did bottle of wine tonight and it was a little bit messy oh my god it was our messy you think it was our first time we really damn crime scene and i was just a spectator i just sat and watched yeah and but you guys make all the have... lovely wine i can't drink yeah but yeah. you're brewing our little microbrew that's true and i am enjoying this zero percent corona sunburn shit it must taste so good like it's actually I feel not like bad yeah yeah like feeling of it feels like a corona yeah, yeah and it feels yeah. like yeah. beer too yeah. so. nice. it's not wine yeah. it's just a fake beer that's that's totally fine faux beer yeah. <laughs> i never even thought of that when i was pregnant but also like it was covid and so yeah. nobody was around anybody so yeah. there's never that social aspect of like i, I need a drink. drink yeah and like no one doesn't drink so yeah you know but mm, nice anyways <clears throat> Welcome back to... Oh, shit. We forgot you guys were there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to another rendition of Homebrew Murder Crew. And I know we kind of threw like a curveball at you last time when I brought you Cats, not the musical. Thank God. But um, I think we have something a little bit different today, but I don't know for sure because Auntie B's going to... We do. And it's my first it episode up. in a while. Yeah. We also have my annoying cat. Oh, yeah. That's all better back to being annoying. Yeah, so cameo <laughs> by Mulder. He wants to go in the closet. Come here. So uh, the only side effect from his surgery that he has now wow. and the thing that he does now that he never used to do is if you get a good scratch going on with him, like, you know how dogs and whatnot will do the leg and they'll yeah. do yeah. shake or whatever? Well, he will do that sometimes what he does all the time is he starts his head goes up like this and his eyes close and then his tongue starts going (laughs) do you know what's crazy he like fucking had an ice pick lobotomy yeah (laughs) yeah it's basically they go and they drill a hole in this boat like a hole in the bone and they get everything out all the bacteria and And i can't believe that it went through like we said last episode like three specialists it went through yeah. neurology it went to the dermatologist and then it went to surgery yeah like crazy Holy. three board certified specialists wow that's insane impressive. yeah he's the world's most expensive cat now yeah um but let me tell you i would do it again yeah. because he's only three years old and it nothing short of saved his life and he's back to normal I yeah. well and thank you for doing that and just you guys i'm just going to take this moment to say because i am somebody that works in the veterinary industry kid insurance yes you either have insurance or you're calling the clinic asking for a payment plan and let me tell you the only payment plan that we have is plan to pay so that's that's also you don't think you don't think it can happen but it can happen to you and here we were you know luckily we did have it um but how how do you make that decision it's like pay all this money for this surgery that's bound to bound to fix your cat but then you get people that aren't in the position to pay what we've paid. Yeah. And it's like, thank God we had insurance and we were able to do what we did. But it's like that insurance is huge. But also, yeah. um, anybody that goes through something like that with their pet, if you don't have insurance and you're still like wondering, how am I going to do this and make this happen? And if you want to and you think it's in the best interest of your pet to do so, um, they, there are third party payment options. Um, so make sure you ask your veterinarian about that before you think of the worst case scenario mm-hmm. um just saying i just want to throw that out there well and that was the thing right like we knew what was wrong yeah and we knew that there was something that could be done to fix him it was just a matter of do we surrender him because we can't yeah. afford it or what and luckily we had the insurance and we weren't forced to make a decision we didn't want to make yeah, yeah. um anyways so normally we bring you some current events but um megan shit the bed on this one I forgot so i just googled one that i'll give you guys um this is off of nbc news and it was posted on january 31st nice. so yesterday what as of this recording because we're recording february Feb- february 1st a pennsylvania man was arrested after allegedly killing his father and displaying his decapitated head on youtube I saw that. Excuse me? I saw I that yesterday. That. Yeah. So 
A Pennsylvania man has been arrested after allegedly killing his father before displaying his decapitated head in a gruesome YouTube video while spouting right-wing conspiracy theories. Obviously, this YouTube video has since been taken down. Don't go search it. Then if you do, do it in um, incognito mode and then delete your fucking history. (laughs) Because that just shines a certain light on you that you don't want shunned. Okay, so Justin Mon, 32, he's accused of killing his father, Michael Mon. Um, while police did not release the victim's age, the father, public records show him to have been 68. Mon was taken into custody about 100 miles away from the crime scene on suspicion of first degree murder, abuse of a corpse, and possessing an instrument of crime with intent. According to a court docket released early Wednesday, he was arraigned at 4 a.m. and denied bail. Middletown Township Police Captain Pete Feeney said in the YouTube video, which was titled <laughs> Moans Militia called arms for American Patriots. Oh God, you guys. That sounds awful. Um, and is cited in a police complaint. Mon is seen wearing gloves and holding his father's head in a plastic bag. Oh my God. That's terrible. Later, the head can be seen in a cooking pot. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> Mon said his father was a federal employee for 20 years and refers to him as a traitor, calling for the death of all federal officials and attacking President Joe Biden's administration, the Black Lives Matter movement, and the LGBTQ community and Antifa activists. YouTube removed the video. Thank you. (laughs) Which is more than 14 minutes long. Oh, my God. Hours after it was posted. Hours. Anyways, um... You can just Google if you want to hear any more because I'm just done. Yeah. That's fucked that's, up, man. Wow. I was like, ooh, <laughs> this this will turn heads. And then, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, shit. Delete that. I'm just going to head out. And yeah. we're done. <laughs> that's our episode for today, that's guys. That's the episode for today. Goodbye. Thanks for coming. You can find us on our social media. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, Anyways. ladies. Yep. I'm going to jump right into this because I don't want to lead up. There is no rising action to this story. There's just going right into it. Okay. Okay. It is a hot July day in 2016. We are in Lancaster, Texas, USA. It's hot. Sheraton Johnson makes a modest living as a senior corporate recruiter and is a mother to three beautiful daughters. Sheraton is recently divorced, but her and her ex-husband, Brian Johnson, remain amicable with each other. Sheraton? Sheraton. That's such a beautiful name. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, after all, Brian and Sheraton share custody of their nine-year-old daughter, Cameron Johnson. Mm, Cameron's a good name for a girl, too. Mm-hmm. Cameron was described as an ambitious energy child, always wanting to do and try new things. She excelled in gymnastics and could often be found attending Liberty Gymnastics, a gym in Midlothian, Texas, just 25 minutes away from uh, Cameron and Sheraton's home. This gym invites in many children, their parents, and other randoms in on a day-to-day basis. Other randoms. I don't like this. Yeah. So the gym makes sure to follow strict safety protocols. Randoms as in like people that come in, maintenance workers, cleaners, yeah. all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? But they, they have strict safety protocols and remain very proactive with their security measures. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doors are always locked um, when there's no one in like the front desk area yeah. and all the rooms are occupied. When it is open, there's always someone stationed at the front desk to sign guests in and out. Liberty Gymnastics also maintained a Facebook page for their students and their parents. And on July 16th, 2016, they posted about a white van that had been sitting in the parking lot at the gym for the past few days. No! So they were unsuccessful at identifying the owner of the vehicle and wanted to ask if anybody knew about it or who it belonged to. A fucking white van. Yeah, right? So that's July 16th. Fast to July 28th, 2016. Cameron Johnson and her mother have a busy day in front of them. Sheraton is returning home from a doctor's appointment. She uh, just saw a doctor t- to check out her shoulder injury, so she's sporting a sling, mm-hmm. uh, and she's also in a lot of pain. Right. So because of this appointment, she wasn't able to take Cameron to her gymnastic practice that day. Oh, no. I don't so like this. So Brian's mom, okay. so Sheraton's ex-mother-in-law, okay. Cameron's grandmother, okay. takes her to practice that day okay. so that Sheraton can go to this doctor's appointment. Shh. 
goes to a doctor's appointment, comes home feeling tired, and she wants to just lie down on the couch and rest. Yeah. It's 11.35 a.m. Remember, Girl. Sheraton is a senior corporate recruiter. She is not unfamiliar with getting numbers from unknown or weird faraway places. So much so that she has a pre-installed app that will automatically re- record phone calls received from an unknown number. Interesting. Right? So she sees a call coming in from Singapore and assumes it's a candidate calling. What she doesn't know is this will be the phone call that changes her life. year was this this was just in 2016 holy shit oh my god and then so i'm curious because i know grandma took her so what so we'll get to that okay so right now what we're going to do is we're just going to live through this experience okay. with Sheraton, oh my okay? god that's what she hears holy shit she recognizes her daughter's screams in the background <laughs> yeah and in a split second injured and in pain mother sheraton is hit with a massive punch to her gut and is faced with the reality that her daughter has been kidnapped and she ne- may never be seen alive again. Oh, no. The voice on the other side of the phone starts to make demands. Sheraton is not to put him on hold, not to hang up on him, not to call the police, uh, not to disobey in any way, shape, or form, or else she will never see her daughter alive again. He is adamant and very aggressive about these demands. His last demand is ransom money in exchange for... Cameron's safety, stating that if Sheraton does not pay $5,000, he will have to start removing her daughter's body parts. $5,000? Okay, like, here you go. That's all she's, like, that's... Megan's like, I wish it was $5,000. Also, keep in mind, though, to uh, some people, $5,000 is... Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, I know, I know. That's, like, to kidnap somebody for $5,000, like, he sounds young, but he also sounds like he's going like this. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't sound like intelligence. If this call is coming from Singapore, he doesn't sound like Asian. Well, he sounds East Indian. That's just where the number's coming from, right? right. Yeah. I'm just going to play you uh, a little bit more of him talking to Sheraton on the phone here, real quick. Thank you. Pay attention. Do you think it's necessary for me to cut off one of her body parts? No, sir. No, sir. Right? Do you to the police or somebody else? You'll never see your daughter again. Do you understand me? Yes. Say it. I'm okay now. That's so fucking terrifying. Five minutes into the call, frantic and panicking, Sheraton has a thought. How she has this thought, where like, I, like the adrenaline going through her body and her mind, like it's so hard to make logical decisions. Yeah. But she's gonna mama bear it, isn't she? Well, just wait. She thinks about this landline. So Sheraton gets the thought to call her husband from the landline. Oh, good idea. Oh, the landline. And try to maybe communicate with him in secret about what's going Mm -hmm. on because she can't get off the phone. She can't put him on hold. Like she's petrified at this point, right? So she's trying to think of anything and any, everything she can do. Uh, Brian is, however, is in a meeting at work. Call one goes through. He denies it. He sees it's her, but denies it. Sheraton decides not to give up and calls him right away again. Second call goes through. He answers. He thinks to himself, okay, well, she's calling twice in a row. I better answer. Good for this. him. Yeah. You better find out what. So he leaves the meeting and she hit, like ends up putting the landline to the cell phone. Yes. Trying to just get him to hear. But he can't make anything out. And being an ex husband, it's like, what's my crazy ex wife doing and hanging out with a guy? Like, he yeah. can't make anything out from it, yeah. right? And so she's trying to, like, say things that, you know, might clue it off. But right. he, yeah, yeah. he's just not figuring it out. But she doesn't want to say too much that's so going to tip the, yeah. the abductor off. That she's but she somebody. needs to make sure that he knows what's going yeah. on. But he's not Oof, getting it. So after a few moments of trying to communicate that their daughter's in danger, Sheraton gives up and hangs up the phone and says, I got to go. Next, obviously, the kidnapper is demanding payment. Uh, so he directs Sheraton to her bank, but she must not hang up the phone uh, if she wants her daughter to live. 
The man on the other line is terrorizing her, constantly reminding her of this, not to disobey or yeah. else. Yeah. The man is very descriptive about her surroundings, even. What? Yeah. Like uh, what she's doing in the moment she's doing things. So he's watching. So it's like she, he, yeah, she feels like she's being watched. And so when she leaves, as she's leaving, he even makes a comment about the garage door. But he obviously wasn't in the house because he didn't clue in that she was trying to alert her ex husband. Mm -hmm. This is a part of the call where that communication is kind of taking place. Get the money, get in your car, Mm -hmm. and then the part about the garage. Yeah. with that <laughs> being yeah. her demand she's in her car she leaves yeah, she yeah. Goes to the bank. he's obviously watching her house sheridan goes to her bank but she can obviously only remove so much money she is scared to tell the kidnapper that she does not have the full five thousand dollars after she's removed the funds the man continues to direct her to a very specific cash checking place directing her from her location to an area of town that she's not all that familiar with. To so, this. again, he's tracking her and knows yes. where she is. Or, and or following her, whatever. Yeah. This is yeah. what she feels, right? Again, adding to her fear, fears that this man is watching her every move. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to play another little part of the call here, and then I'll get part back into the story. Keep going. You're going to the shoulder. There's a pace on your right. Go there. When Sheraton arrives to the specific cash checking establishment, she is told the steps that she needs to take to have money sent where it needs to go to free her daughter. The moment she arrives, though, the envi- like the whole vibe of the environment is just off. She feels like they're different kind of characters. They're watching her. She's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. She's convinced that everyone in the establishment is in on it. That's a terrible feeling. And, and, she, feel so yeah, and she feels like they know exactly why she's oh, there. So as so she's doing terrible. the transfer and everything, it's like she doesn't feel like she can ask these people for help. Oh, no. When she returns to her vehicle, she's afraid of what the kidnapper is going to say. After all, she's not able to pay the full 5000 He responds saying, you've got to get more money, asking her if there's a relative or someone she can call. You've got to get more money. Do you have any family you can go to? Terrified out of her mind, the only person she can think of uh, to try to communicate with is her ex-mother-in-law. Oh, shit. So she starts to drive to her house, thinking of anything she can do to try and ask for help or bring attention to herself. She starts weaving in and out of traffic, driving Erratically, yeah. to her ex-mother-in-law's house. Uh, driving like a complete lunatic in hopes that she will get pulled over by the police. She even rolls her window down and tries to wave at passerbys, but to no avail. When she arrives to her ex-mother-in-law's house, the kidnapper demands her to take him on the phone with her so he can hear her conversation. Any sign she is trying to ask for help, he will kill Cameron. But how else are you supposed to ask for this money from your ex-mother-in-law? Exactly. It's, It's... something like what for for what purpose do you need this money like hi ex mother-in-law i need x amount of dollars because my daughter is not in a dire situation well and i'll tell you here shortly what you dropped her off at the fucking well yeah oh yeah and that whole thing too yeah and we'll get into that more too as well oh my god is it is it the mother-in-law chrissy's so worked up her glasses fell off Oh my god, my pair lenses not sponsored, but I just got pair eyewear. She was Frames so animated off. in that moment. She knocked the the frame like the, the frame off. Of her. <laughs> it did. It did. Here's another part of that call. If you hang up on this door, your daughter dies. Oh my god, I, I won't hang up. So Sheraton's at the ex-mother-in-law's house, yeah, yeah, at yeah. the door, frantically asking for this money. 
saying that she really needs it. She needs whatever she has on her. Just there's something going on. There's a lot on, on the go right now. And she's just frantic. But she's also trying to like gesture to the phone yeah. and kind of be like, it's about Cameron. Like, yeah. you know? Um, but it's just falling on deaf yeah. eyes and ears. This, it's this mother-in-law does not know what the unhinged. hell she's trying to do. Yeah. Basically says, no, she doesn't have money. Tries asking what's wrong and just getting her to calm down. Um, which just ends up frustrating Sheraton, right? Yeah, so she course. just gets frustrated and ends up leaving, feeling as though now she has failed once again. Right. Now I need to find somewhere daughter. else. But like. Does the mother-in-law really not know what's going on? I think we're going to find out. We will. Once Sheraton gets back in the vehicle, she recognizes that she's getting all these phone calls on her other line, but she can't answer them, right? Like she can't put this guy right, on right, hold. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's her ex-husband, Brian, trying to call her. Yeah. Ugh. At least he kind of got alerted that yeah. maybe something Yeah, so now he, he's trying to text her, be like, mm -hmm. what's going on? In the sending of the, in the text messages, now remember, Sheraton is in a sling. She's in a yeah. lot of pain. She's only got yeah. one good work. She's driving. She's frantic. She's got oh, the phone on with yeah. the kidnapper. But now she's also trying to figure out how she can communicate with her ex-bride. So she now tries to send him texts. <laughs> yeah. With one hand. With one hand while driving. Oh my goodness. Sending text while driving is obviously never safe. So try imagine doing it while you're in her situation and yeah. trying to save her daughter's life. Needless to say, the text messages that she sent to Brian didn't make much sense, but they made sense enough to Brian. He yeah. was able to figure out that Be she was talking man. about their daughter being kidnapped. Cameron, kidnapped. He's like, where are you? And she's like, oh, driving, can't talk, kind yeah. of thing, right? So yeah. now he's at least clued into it. Yeah. He doesn't respond, however, by calling 911 right away. Mm -hmm. He first calls his mother to make sure that she actually dropped Cameron off as expected to her morning gymnastics practice. Okay, that's that's kind of fair. Because she, she would have known that that's what she was yes, doing. Yeah, was it, like, it was all the plan. It was all And then what did what, what did mama say? Yeah, she said yes. Say? She assures them absolutely dropped her off. She should be there. <gasps> I didn't even mention that she that his ex was just there frantic. Well, this came in before like after she had so she didn't really know she had no idea okay. that Brian was wondering about Cameron. But not even like, by the way, your ex-wife yeah, came here and was like, timing of it all, here begging the timing money. Of, a, of it all didn't line up okay. for them. Did it not line up or is <laughs> she being sus? But Brian being awesome dad is mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym and check it out then. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to take my mom out her word. I'm going to go down to that gym. I'm going to see my daughter for myself. Yeah. So he drives like a bat out of hell to the gymnasium to check in on what's hap actually happening with his daughter. An hour and 15 minutes into the ordeal, the only thing left to do is try and reach the human side of Cameron's kidnappers. Mm -hmm. Sheraton tries to get to know the man on the other end of the phone. Surprisingly, he reveals his name or a name. Yeah. What is your name? The conversation doesn't go much further than that. He just kind of continues on, on insisting on wanting more money and keeping up with the threats and making her feel as if she's being followed. Now, during this time, again, Brian has now arrived at the gym, arrived at the gym. She doesn't know this. Sheraton doesn't know that he's right. gone to the gym. But she does get a text message from him. Okay. It's kind of cryptic. He sends, do you remember the place where we used to live? Our first house. And so, yeah. So Sheraton in the moment is like, what the fuck? Like, really? That's like, why? Not why now. Are you, why are you asking me this and why now? And Brian just replies back by, do go you there, remember? Go there now. And so she's kind oh. of, you know, desperate, completely desperate at this point. And so she listens. She knows where this house is. She's mm -hmm. going to drive. But like, he's not specific in the text message either. It's just go to the place where we first bought and where we live, like our first home. Yeah. Right. So she's terrified that the kidnapper will notice she is driving off uh, the demanded route. Worse, 
her cell phone's beginning to die and there's no charger in her car. Oh, fuck. Her worst nightmare is only minutes away mm-hmm. from becoming real. So always have a charger in your car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just one that stays there. 1.10 p.m., uh, hour and 45 minutes since Sheraton first received That's it? the phone call. Yes. An hour and 45 minutes. It probably That's feels old. like a yeah. fucking lifetime. Holy fuck, it feels like it's been 12 hours yeah. to me. She arrives to her old house. However, nobody's there. Uh, and it's obviously their old house. There's a foreclosed sign in the window now. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a, a spot that's sitting there. So her mind kind of starts, <laughs> kind of starts going. Why has her ex gotten her to come here? And her fear starts to take right. over. Right. But Brian Johnson had a very specific reason for the way he asked her and why he got her to meet him there. He can't call her right, so he doesn't know the actual dynamics of her situation. Yeah. So he kept it simple and discreet and point blank saying, just meet here. Yeah. Sheraton sits outside the home that they once share, hyper aware of everything going on around her. Is he in the house? He can't be. It says foreclosed. Has he been kidnapped too? She looks down the road and sees a car drive frantically around the corner and it's coming straight for her. Is this the kidnapper? The car gets closer and closer. My, my anxiety. And she's dealing with comments that sound like this. I know what you want, Imagine yourself in this vehicle. Your phone's about to die. You don't know why you're at this house. Your husband's being cryptic or ex-husband's yeah. being cryptic. And this car is coming towards you. Just mm-hmm. frantic. Well, well next? the car is in fact her ex, Brian. And he is finally coming to help I her. I was hoping that would be him. She opens the door, still on the phone with the kidnapper, and she's crying hysterically when all of a sudden she hears Brian yelling to her, hang up the phone. She's thinking to herself, well, why? I can't hang up the phone. You have no idea what's going on. Like, I can't hang up the phone. What are He's going to kill her. He's going to so kill her. He's like, hang up the phone. It's not real. Cameron is safe. She's at the gym. <gasps> oh, my God. Takes the phone from her and hangs up on this supposed kidnapper oh my god so remember when brian decided to go to the gym and check everything out yes yeah well when he got there he was shocked to find everything in order and seemingly normal oh my there's no police crime scene tape no swat nothing so confused brian goes to the main doors which are locked because they're all in practice yeah knocks and a coach approaches the door he asks is cameron here the coach responds, quote, yes, she's right inside. Do you want me to go get her? Unquote. Brian decides not to cause a panic as it's very clear his daughter is Brian living is her really best life. Oh, <laughs> and lets his daughter continue on He's with like, practice. I have other things I need to do right now. So Cameron Johnson was not, in fact, abducted and held for ransom. She was safe and sound at practice that she was scheduled to be at. Oh, my God. Clueless to the nightmare of a day that her mother has just endured. Sheraton Johnson was the victim of a cruel hoax known as virtual kidnapping. Yes, I've heard about this. And I didn't know it was, like, as far back as 2016. Holy shit. So they report the incident police, however, even today... The virtual kidnappers in this case have yet to be brought. So you were right. And so this is where my mind was kind of going, but I wasn't quite getting there because 2016, I didn't think it was quite there at that point. But like, but even more so these days, it's gotten escalated to the point that they, that they, these people, these fraudulent asshole motherfuckers don't just do what this guy did, but they have artificial intelligence to create the voice of your loved one the girl screaming yes mm-hmm. exactly so before we jump too far ahead to this conversation yes. let me wrap up here because now we're just now i'm just going to go into okay. uh virtual kidnapping and okay. uh so virtual kidnapping basically the, the scam typically begins with a phone call saying your family member is being held captive. Mm-hmm. The caller may allege your daughter has been kidnapped and you hear a female screaming in the background. Another variant 
of the fraud has a family member being held because he or she caused an automobile accident, mm. is injured, and won't be allowed to go to the hospital until damages are paid. Now, that typically would probably work more in the States than here in Canada, yeah, but right. you know what I mean. Callers will typically provide the victim with specific instructions to ensure a safe return of their family member. You may be ordered to stay on the line until money is wired. The caller may claim not to have received the money and may demand more payment. Between 2013 and 2015, investigators in the FBI's uh, Los Angeles division were tracking virtual kidnapping calls. And the majority of these calls, you guys, were uh, coming from Mexico. Almost all of these schemes originate within <coughs> Mexican prisons. So one question, though. Did she end up sending any money? Yeah. She, oh, she did. Well, she okay. had originally removed. Right. Yes. Okay. Incarcerated fraudsters <laughs> typically bribe guards to acquire cell phones. Oh, they would search uh -huh. the internet to learn the correct area code, telephone dialing, prefix, et cetera, et cetera. Then with nothing but time on their hands, they'd start dialing numbers in sequence, trolling for victims. Wow. Oh but now how, how asking, does he know the daughter's name? Good question. How do they know so much about Sheraton and so much about Cameron? And how do you explain the sound of Cameron's voice itself yeah. being in the background during the call? Well, con artists, you guys, are masters of their craft. Do not be naive in thinking that they are not smarter than you because they are. Yeah, right. Probably. They not don't need a lot of help either. Unfortunately, these days, gathering information and details on their victims thanks to social media. I need a lot of help because my husband can't remember half his passwords. The scammers gather and record personal information from online posts. They find locations visited and attended regularly. Uh, Cameron's quote unquote kidnapper found out everything she, he needed to know from Sheraton's social media. So, but how did he find her on social media? Was it just like by happenstance, but yeah. just like you search a place or whatever. Yeah, it, It's, you know, and like, this is such a testament. Like my Facebook is on lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't see my shit because of all my toxic ex-boyfriends that, I mean, that's not to say that a hacker can't get in there, but I also it's like, lockdown. This... like you can't even find me to friend me if you wanted to. I recently ended up on a, uh, a rabbit hole through a missing persons post that showed up on Facebook. And when I went to this missing person, sorry, I don't miss missing person, this missing woman's Facebook. And then I was like, interesting. She has a boyfriend. What to his, he has his phone number still visible. Yeah. You guys, you guys wouldn't believe the information people post, but I mean, like even like, let's say, yeah, your, your, your Facebook is private or whatever. I mean, I still have people that I'm not completely sure about. But once an image is out there, once a video is out there, there is no taking it no, back. No. And, you know, you never really know who's... Private doesn't actually yeah. mean private, right? And TikTok now, too, right? Yeah. yeah. And also, like, they're they're really targeting, like, seniors because... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, assuming yeah. that they Easy, don't yeah. have a whole lot of knowledge when it comes to the, yeah. the internet and social media and that sort of thing, right? So they're easy targets. Yeah. So Cameron's kidnapper found out everything he needed to know from Sheraton's social media. She would constantly post about her kids, herself, their accomplishments, her accomplishments, everything, right? Just the normal stuff. Yeah. As for the voice, well, this is where it gets even scarier. It's from a video she already had on Facebook. Some of these imposter scams involve the use of AI-generated yes. voice files, also referred to as deep fake audio even in 2016 yeah no this is now so oh, now, th yeah. this is oh. so yeah the science and technology was back then but it's yeah. just getting more and more creative more oh, I know. more realistic yeah. and easier to come yeah. across they can totally do. dupe your loved one's voice ai audio can be generated using very small amounts of biometric information harvested from personal content published in public sources such as TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, etc. The term harvested for this, it's deeply upsetting. Yeah. AI tools, uh, like apps such as Voice Lab, can be used to process a person's voice biometrics, resulting in a deep fake voice that would sound exactly like that specific person. This is also referred to as voice cloning. Which, what, is the, uh, what is the app called? Voice Lab. Voice Lab, okay. It's an AI tool. 
Oh, um, okay. So this is also referred to as voice cloning, which happens when voice biometrics are harvested for ransom, extortion, and fraud. Malicious imposters are able to create a deepfake voice of someone's child, use an input script to make the child appear to be crying, screaming, and or in deep distress, and use this deepfake voice as proof that they have the targeted victim's child in their position to pressure the victim into sending large ransom amounts. In a more recent example that includes a scam that used a deepfake audio comes from just last year, where another woman in Arizona, Jennifer DeStefano, got that disturbing call on January 20th, 2023. And her it was for her her 15-year-old daughter, Brianna, who had happened to be away on a ski trip. Okay, yeah. She answers the phone by saying hello, and she was greeted by a yelling and screaming, sobbing girl that yells out, Mom, I messed up. Oh. Um, she asks, what did you do? What happened? Jennifer says, quote, the voice sounded just like Breeze, the inf- inflection, everything. Then all of a sudden I heard a man say, lay down, put your head back. As the cries for help continued in the background, a deep male voice started firing off command. Quote, listen here, I have your daughter. If you call anybody, you call the police. I'm going to pump your daughter so full of drugs. I'm going to have my way with her. I'm going to drop her in Mexico and you're never going to see your daughter again. The scam, unquote. The scammer then continues to ask for a million dollars in ransom. Now, Jesus. Jennifer goes into panic mode. She flung open her car door, put her car on mute, and started screaming loudly for help. Uh, this is what helps. A nearby passerby hears her, comes over, uh, overheards what kind of what's going on, and calls 911. The dispatcher tells the caller that it sounds like Jennifer is being the target of a popular scam and is asked if she's actually spoken to her daughter directly. Jennifer, in this commotion, is finally able to get through to her husband, who actually happens to be on the ski trip with Brianna, okay. and is able to confirm Brianna is just fine. In both of these cases, you guys, the colors go unidentified, and there is absolutely no justice served. It's just one of those, oh, it happened, and our laws, you know, haven't really caught up with the scammers of 2024. These people are the lowest form of humans in this entire fucking planet. And this is why, like, initially when I had a kid, I was, like, I had this different family album app or whatever that I was just, I was adamant that I wasn't going to share online my child. But I kind of went away from that because, because I'm selfish and I wanted more attention. And honestly, that's what it was. Because I wanted to share my child because I was proud of him. Which and is I wanted a attention. normal human thing. Like, that's what we always want to yeah, do. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm on TikTok. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are on TikTok. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners see a lot of creators sharing a lot of content of their children. Yep. Which is not a safe place to be doing that. Yeah. Facebook could be potentially a safe space because you can really trim down your parameters of who can see what it's not a hundred percent my default like uh audience for my posts on facebook is private yeah that's my default anytime but you can't do that on posting they're all going private yeah but you can't you can't do that on tiktok when you're when you display your child on TikTok, yeah. you're displaying your child for the whole world. You're displaying their voice. You're displaying their mannerisms. Yeah. You're displaying every personal piece yeah. about them. The and one so that please, always got me, the post that always got me from parents, is the going to school one. Oh, and yeah. It's like and it's like, where they're going, going to school, here. what grade, who the teacher is, what my hobbies are. are. I actually it's went like, Okay, let's just give That's a kidnapper for everything they need oh, to know. Oh, <laughs> and my thing about that was when Amp Radio posted that as a trend and said, tell us, show us your back to school photos like this. And I got so fucking mad that you're really going to encourage parents to share these posts on your platform yeah. for all the fucking predators to come and just take advantage of. Get bent. Yeah. Get bent. I like was we, so... Also, whoever started that trend of putting a picture of your child up with a little sign that yeah. says, like, whose idea was that in the first place? And why didn't they think it through? Just a little harder. Like, come if on, If you people. can't remember, or if you're not saving your child's artwork, 
with your with your teacher's signature off on it, that's your bad. <laughs> if you need to photograph it for your own psychological fucking yeah. memory issues, that's... well, you can take a picture without disclosing where they go to school, yeah. what grade they're in, make it who private. Their teacher is, yeah, you know, like. If you want to share a picture of your child, share a picture of your child. Yeah. Don't share the picture of your child and then all the like predators like, like <coughs> uh, predators oh, died like kidnapping your child. Menu board. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Oh my god. That's a really disturbing way to look at it, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, those are kind of the cases that I brought now. Before I wrap up for the night, I do really want to, <laughs> you know, talk about preventative actions and what please. Okay. Let's so we, we don't become a victim and our listeners don't become a victim. And our children don't become victims. So mm -hmm. the success of any type of virtual kidnapping scheme depends on speed and fear. Criminals know they only have a short time to extract a ransom before the victims unravel the scheme or authorities become involved. To avoid becoming a victim, look for these possible indicators. One, incoming calls from an outside area code. Sometimes it can be Puerto Rico, Singapore, UK. Or in Canada's case, like any other province that you don't expect yep. a call to come from. Or a number that looks just like your own personal number. That's the one that I get a lot from the scammers. Really? They'll always be like, my number like, starts with like the, the area code and then the first three yeah. digits. Like I will get all of the, like most of the scam calls I get have oh. those six numbers the same. Interesting. You can also look at calls that do not come from the alleged kidnapped victor victim's phone. So back in the day, this was a little bit more common where the phone calls weren't coming from the actual cell phones. Yeah. Um, but now being in 2024, mm -hmm. they do have the ability now to clone the actual phone number of yes. the individual they are saying. So it yes. could very well also come yeah. in from yeah. so, a number of the person being kidnapped. To add that real quick, and it's kind of like, it's not really specific to this type of fraud, but another phone fraud, is if you get a call from your bank, your bank comes up, your bank's name telling you that like, there's a possible fraudulent charge on your account, you tell them, let me call you back. You hang up and you Google yeah. the number or you have it, like you don't redial, don't hit redial. But you dial the number to your bank. On the back of your card. On the back of your card. And you confirm that that came from them. Because I've gotten calls from my bank, which is the Alberta Treasury Bank branch. They'll call me. It'll say ATB on the thing. They'll say, like, you've got fraudulent whatever. And I'll be like, one second, let me call you back. And they're like, no, 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 no. But you hang up. And, like, even if you hit redial, it takes you to ATB. Yeah. Because it was their number that called yeah, you. Because they're cloning but the number. when you talk to the person there, they're going to mm -hmm. be like, yeah. first of all, that wasn't us. And they would never do that. They would never do that. Yeah. Callers go to great lengths to keep you on the phone and insisting that you remain on the line. So that's another thing. Same thing if, yeah. if you do get on the phone yeah. and you find that they're being that way, that's a really telltale sign yeah. that you're a part of a scam. Callers will prevent you from calling or locating the quote unquote kidnapped victim. Yeah. Uh, ransom money is only really accepted via a wire transfer. Uh, largely sent to Mexico, but it's they can also demand payment in the form of cryptocurrency or gift cards. Gift cards, yeah. And the ransom amount they can dry, sorry, drop and rise very quickly. Now, some preventative things: discuss virtual kidnapping with your family members and loved ones now, and especially prior to any travel, because. Yeah. When you're posting going on vacation or whatever, this is a really That's good very... indicator to them that there's an opportunity. Yeah, that you are somebody who is vulnerable. Vulnerable. Thank yeah. you. Vulnerable. vulnerable because you're on vacation. You probably have currency that's not your own and yeah. you're, you know, with loved ones. And yeah. So, so. avoid posting your real time locations, travel plans. Avoid posting your phone number or recording your voice online, which is hard because we all do videos. We're screwed. We do normally really? on cast. Normally when I record my voice and we're like recording a video, I'm like, yeah. And you probably <laughs> couldn't true. even discern my voice from anybody 
other because than like a we raccoon. don't record our voices when we make these podcasts. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're recording our voices <laughs> right, right now. now. <laughs> I guarantee they're not searching podcasts or searching social media for that's vulnerable people. That's true. So other preventative actions you can do is with uh, your loved ones or the person that you trust with this information, with their permission, share your cell phone location mm-hmm. uh, using Google Maps, iCloud, or yeah. other legitimate tracking services. I have somebody that like that that always knows where I am. Say nothing or as little as possible to scam callers so they can't record a sample of your voice. Yeah. Also, avoid sharing personal details yeah. with them any kind because scammers use this information to make their claims more convincing if possible make a mental or written note of what loved ones are wearing when they leave the house and where they're going and don't don't post information about hobbies schools and other activities that your children may partake in on social media as it gives scammers precise locations to work with yeah last but not least you can create a family password if someone calls and said they've kidnapped your child, you can tell them to ask the child for the password. Yeah. Now, ultimately, if you find yourself in a situation where you are a victim of a kidnapping or, in this case, virtual, not real hoax kidnappings, always, always, always contact your nearest local law enforcement immediately yeah. and do not provide money. No. What was the outcome for her? She's... Good. Uh, like like wow. I said, there's really no outcome because like her daughter, daughter was like fine, but the daughter's they, fine. They, they catch Mom, him? No. No. And she'll never get that money no. back either. She won't get the money back. They don't know who it was. All of these cases and exactly the same way. How and much money the did laws, they, how much money did she send them? Not not five thousand. Not, not five thousand, yeah. Like yeah. So But I mean, that's the thing is our laws Fucking have Brian. Not caught up. It's like when, you know, yeah. Craigslist killer and everything like there were laws when the internet first came out. I know, yeah, yeah. It took growing pains to figure out what kind of laws need to be put into place to protect people. Yeah. We're in a different stage of that now. Because now these scammers are getting Yeah, they're like, holy shit, this is dangerous. And now we're like, holy fuck, this is really dangerous. And this is why I want to bring up, because it's so easy to happen. And I know so many of us have examples of it happening to people we know. Yeah. Us, ourselves. Yeah, but there's also so many examples of people feeling like, oh... I don't share enough on social media that that would happen to me. Yeah, well, but how many scam calls do you get in a day? Because yeah. let me tell you, or texts, mm-hmm. let me tell you, I get at least five minimum in a day. Oh yeah, same. And what's what's to say that that can't escalate to something more serious? Well, like, exactly. Like this. Like, right? well, you got to think. Like, and, but like, what, if, what would have happened if she didn't answer the phone? Yeah, she answered it thinking it was a potential client. Mm-hmm. Was the only reason no, she nothing would have happened. Everything no. would have just gone back. exactly. Yeah, but see, that's they the would have thing. moved on to the it next takes, victim. It takes only one person in a unique situation. You look at Cheriton; she's somebody that you know. I look at my phone; yeah. I see weird numbers from overseas. I'm like, hell no! Yeah. She's in a position for a work where it's second nature to her. Yeah, right. So I just want somebody to call and play this game with me while my kid's sitting right next to me, and then I would play along and be like, okay. Let's play, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> let's fucking play. But you know what? It, it's just. But then, crazy. how did he know, like, where she was? Close the garage door. No, take a right or whatever. So, how did he know that? Snapchat location, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You have to remember, a lot of these calls are coming from within prisons, and people in prisons have absolutely nothing Better but time. Yeah, and. Currency. That's the only thing yeah. that's, that talks oh in prison, God. right? People are in there for life. They need to, some way to maintain their lives as best they can. And yeah. you know what? These scams do work, unfortunately. Yeah, they do. And that's sure. why it's important to, you know, yeah. bring these situations up and talk to them. And that's why I decided to do this. For well, that was very good. My this is a great today. episode. Yeah. So you guys, y'all need to keep your kids safe. You need to keep yourself safe. And just remember that nothing that you post online is private. Yeah. So really take a second to analyze that and take it for what you want to take it for. But make sure you follow us on our social. Yeah. (laughs) I'll let that know. But like, well, staying safe. No, you know, it's just about being mindful, being careful. 
and paying attention to who has access to you absolutely your loved ones and most importantly your innocent children yeah Yeah. who i know like have plenty of time to get online can you believe back in the day when we were born there was no social media that we could be posted to the worst thing that could happen is that our photo was printed embarrassingly in a bathtub photo and pasted into an album that was created solely for us and our yeah. entire kid that's the worst and then they pull out that album one year and you're just like oh for fuck's sakes <laughs> at least the whole but world no. didn't see it now the whole world can see your fucking naked babies yeah. photos but what's even worse is people want to post naked pictures of their babies so that's what we mean right like there's yeah. a, a love hate relationship there's a yeah. balance to everything in social life. media is good the internet, but it's also bad yeah the Just internet is another one of those things it's not going away so it is our responsibility and i think i've said this before it's not going away. It's our responsibility uh, to be teach ourselves yeah. be to how to be responsible, how to teach our kids to yeah. be responsible yeah. with the internet as well. Because boys and girls, shit like this does happen. People like this exist mm. and they fucking suck. And yeah. if you think that it can't happen to you, I'm sorry, you're just naive because it can happen to anybody. So wake Absolutely. up. Have those safety protocols in place, and most importantly, have those uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. And as Megan said earlier, follow us on our socials, please. We're on TikTok at Homebrew Murder Crew. Please follow us there because we would love to go live, and we need a thousand followers to bring you live content on the TikTok. Yeah, you do. We're on uh, Facebook and Instagram at as Homebrew Murder Crew, (laughs) and you can also email us. E- e- email us <laughs> at homebrewmurdercrew at gmail.com and you can email us your personal stories you can email because we'd love to do listener tales yeah. email us cases that you want us to cover email us pictures of your dogs your email cats us your hamsters your joke. mice your geckos your fish your whatever just don't whatever. email us your personal information or your dicks or dicks no dicks no dicks so um thanks for listening and we love you long time bye bye sayonara